what's up? This is Jacoby from Papa Roach. This is Ryan Lee. This is Wes. This here. is Bob Forrest. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. Deep breaths there as I get over a little bit of a cold. And today's topic, which we're going to talk about, um, how to deal with loss and the impermanence of life. A little bit of a heavy topic today. and I want to first uh, say right up front, I don't have all the answers and uh, I don't uh, come on. Uh, this podcast and claim to have all the answers. Uh, what I do have is, is some personal experience and some thoughts I'd like to share uh, with the hope that um, I can add some some uh, some value and some thoughts to uh, to make you think a little bit and to make you um, ask yourself some questions. In fact, I probably have, uh, and I feel like I've said this before, I have more questions than I have answers. But I think that's really what this is about, um, is being able to communicate in a way and listen in a way um, to to open our minds up to think a little bit. And although you can't respond directly, you can definitely respond at thatsoberguy.com. You can go there for past episodes. You can check resources. You can contact us there. Uh, You can help support us. Uh, But most importantly, um, you can contact us and leave us feedback. You can do that on iTunes by leaving us a review, or you can also reach out directly to us on the contact form at thatsoberguy.com and uh, engage with any of the past podcast episodes. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you want to hear uh, some different topics, you have some ideas, uh, please go there and check us out. Um, means a lot to us to hear your feedback and hear what you guys are thinking and getting into out there uh, uh, in the recovery community. So thank you again for your support there. Um, now, real quick, if you have questions about whether or not you or loved one may need some help, uh, you can contact Foundations Recovery Network at 877-714-1318. Uh, they have nationwide residential and outpatient facilities and they can provide a confidential assessment and review some of the best treatment options for you or your loved one uh, in the situation that uh, that you might be in. Uh, once again, that number is 877-714-1318. And speaking of foundations, uh, many of you have tuned in. We had a, uh, a lot of downloads uh, in this previous week due to the fact that we put out 10 episodes in the matter of, I think, two days down at the Innovations and Recovery Conference uh, in San Diego. So uh, much love to everybody uh, who supported us down there, foundations, um, all of our guests who uh, who came on the show, um, just a, a phenomenal time to go talk recovery and meet with good people. We did 10 episodes, like I said. You can go to thatsoberguy.com and, uh, and check them all out there. Uh, we talked about uh, CBD and medical marijuana and recovery, which was an interesting conversation with my homie, Tad Stringham, uh, who's got an amazing story in itself. I think that's back on episode 93 when he actually came on and shared his own story. So be sure to check that one out or both of those out. Uh, we talked to Hannah Marks, um, uh, young people in recovery, uh, sober young people. That was an interesting conversation. Rich Cohen with digital aftercare. Uh, we talked to Renee Barbeau, 
um, the, the practical shaman, which was, um, you know, I, I learned a lot, I guess, uh, in, in talking with all different types of people and different projects and different ways that they do recovery and live their, live their life. Uh, and that's one of the beautiful things that, that I really, um, am so blessed to be able to do in this podcast. And then I get to come back and, and, and share it, uh, out there on the platform with you guys out there who listen in, in the hopes that, um, it can, you know, bring some, some light and uh, answer some questions and, and create some good content, some good conversation uh, going around that stuff. So, um, and what else? We had TJ Woodward. Man, uh, TJ is a good homie. We've we've uh, you know we've talked a couple of times on the show, and um, he uh, uh, gave me his book, uh, Conscious Recovery, uh, which is um, he got a workbook to accompany that. Uh, you can check that out. All that information from uh, from his episode is in there. I think that's episode 186 with TJ Woodward. He's um, He's got a, uh, actually, as this goes live, he'll be doing the Modality uh, 2018 conference out in San Francisco with uh, Noah Levine, uh, which is going to be an awesome thing. We talked to Brian O'Shea, uh, how to help families deal with addiction. Uh, Brian's a guy who I've been trying to hook up with for, um, quite a few conferences and finally had him on just, man, out of all the, I mean, we, we talked, everybody is, is grateful and got, you know, phenomenal attitudes and you can learn a lot from everybody, but I got to say out of everybody, Brian probably, um, approached with the most gratitude out of anybody, man, just a, a genuine dude and a guy who's really passionate about what he does in, uh, interventions and helping families and helping other people. Uh, so it was great to have him uh, on the show and, and and hear his thoughts on families and how families deal with addiction. We had Jaina Woodbury on from the Chadwick House. Jaina, uh, you know, the Chadwick House is out of uh, Costa Mesa in Orange County. I believe it's Costa Mesa. I definitely know it's Orange County. Uh, but it's a woman's recovery ha- home. And uh, it's part of the Ohio House, Brandon Stump and Brandon's team. Uh, the whole Stump family, man, from from Carly uh, to Keith to Brandon, um, you know, everybody in in that they're they're just doing some great work. And I know beyond the family, they have a uh, a great team outside of that from the Ohio, Ohio House, the Chadwick House, and everybody involved in there. So big thanks to them for uh, for um, you know have, having uh, Jaina. I got to say Jaina because she spells her name J A A N A, and so you got to get the Aina in there. She knows what I'm talking about. A little inside joke there, but um, man, much love to them. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we talked to Lauren Silvinsky from the Phoenix. Uh, the Phoenix is um, a, how do, I almost said exercise, but that's just not a good way to, uh, to, to describe um, what the Phoenix is because it's not just about exercise. It's more about wellness, overall wellness. And they do that through physical exercise, um, but they're a nonprofit organization. And it's really, that's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm kind of looking at some of the notes here, the show notes from that episode. It's a sober active community. So, so please forgive me, um, uh, Lauren and, and folks at the Phoenix for uh, for not saying that up front, but it is, it's a sober active community for individuals recovering from substance use disorder and, uh, trying to live sober. Uh, they do CrossFit, climbing, yoga, running, um, all type boxing, all types of cool stuff down in orange County. Um, and they're helping, you know, helping folks out there stay on the sober path and, uh, do it in a positive and, um, positive and healthy way too. Um, so man, I mean, just who else? I know we had two more. Oh, Man, so we had um, Mick, um, uh, Mick, 
I, I'm, I'm going to mess mix name up now. McGare. It's not McGare. I can't remember how to, how to, how to, um, uh, it's Irish and I can't remember how to pronounce it now. So Mick, forgive me there, but who was a lawyer, uh, he's a veteran. He talked about body brokers and body brokering. I know there's a big um, push in the state of California right now. And I believe Ryan Hampton and team has been behind a lot of that with, um, with people, um, trying to broker people into rehabs and get them in, in into rehab facilities. And, um, you know, Mick came on and talked about a little bit, um, about that and what that looks like and, and how people go about that and how it is illegal. Um, and it's, it's not morally right, obviously in, in addition to that. Um, so that was an interesting one. And then man, my, my friend, uh, and this is last but not least, and then we're going to jump in, um, we're going to jump into uh, some of the content that we're going to discuss today on how to deal with loss. Um, uh, Dr. Ken Starr. And uh, um, man, Ken was across from me in, um, in, in the booth in San Diego. And him and I got to chat a little bit and got to know each other. And a uh, really great guy, um, really knowledgeable guy when it comes to, to wellness. And, um, and his, um, his his practice, his wellness center, he's the medical director there for Kenstar MD Wellness. Um, he talks a lot about NAD and uh, also ketamine and how it can be used for, for recovery. And uh, I, I don't have time to get into what NAD is or what ketamine is, but it is super interesting. It helps for aging, um, for, for, for pain, um, and it also helps for recovery. And he's got a lot of interesting things to say on that. So that's episode 182. You can check that there. And uh, one more time, if you just go to iTunes, Spotify, if you go to any of the major podcast platforms, you can find all of our episodes there. And uh, you can also, of course, go to www.thatsoberguide.com and, uh, and you can check out all of the, uh, all of the updated uh, information and shows and, and show notes and, and links and everything there too. So please go do that. Uh, we appreciate your support. Now, um, this episode, oh man, how to deal with loss and the impermanence of life. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's an episode, it's a content, it's, or it's content and it is things, um, that, um, you know, it, it can be tough to, to talk about sometimes and I'll, I'll kind of explain why. And I think you'll get the point. Um, first of all, I want to dedicate this episode to a great woman that we recently lost. Um, her name is Patricia Panagetti and, uh, she's better known as Nani. Um, she was the nucleus of the Matthews Panagetti, uh, Dean, uh, family. And, um, she was a great lady. She loved God. Uh, she loved music. She loved cooking. Uh, she loved both of her dogs, Luke and Rebel. And uh, she, of course, loved her husband of 65 years, Chuck, uh, better known as Papa. 65 years. It's a long, long time to be married and a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice and a lot of um, learning through all that. And, uh, and man, boy, did she love Papa. That's for sure. Uh, even though he's a Giants fan. I want to make sure I throw that in there too from us Oakland A's fans out there and the Dodger fans too. But, um, you know, most of all, she loved her family. You know, most of all, Nani loved her family. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even think uh, to say she loved her family does it justice, how much love uh, that was there. Um, and I can't, you know, stress enough how important that was to her, how important family was and how much of an impact she had by setting an example of, of how important 
family really is and how, um, you know, how much that means to have a family. Not everybody has that tight family. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Every family has its own, its own things, man. There's drama in every family. I don't care who you are unless you leave it to Beaver, you know, maybe. And, and I'm sure leave it to Beaver even had a little bit of drama uh, there, you know, but no matter what, at the end of the day, end of the day, that's your family, that's your blood. And that's who, um, you know, that's who we rely on. And, um, you know, she really taught everybody those inside the family and those who married in the family, like myself, um, you know, how important, how important that, that really is. And, uh, she passed away peacefully with family by her side on April 12th, 2018. Um, her smile, her laugh, her tough, no BS attitude, man. I always, always loved that. Uh, her readiness for a great conversation. I always loved that too. And I know everyone else really appreciated that. She'd be, she'd be ready to talk, you know, about whatever topic that was and let's have a little debate about it and let's, let's talk about it. You know, let's, uh, let's enjoy that time. Um, uh, she had a huge heart and, um, you know, of course all her love will be dearly missed and uh, Nani, we know you're up there watching down on us, laughing and dancing. And um, your body might be gone from this earth, uh, but your spirit and your memory will last forever uh, by the impressions you left on everyone inside the family. So, um, man, much love to uh, uh, to everybody out there who has um, who has been there uh, and and is going through the loss of of, uh, of Nani. And uh, we know that she's in a better place now. And uh, I'm just uh, honored to to be able to uh, to say a little something about her today because she had a um, you know a, a very significant impact on on me throughout the uh, you know the 15 16 years that I've been uh, part of the family, and um, I'm just uh, very honored and grateful uh, to to have had the opportunity to know her and um, and to remember her uh, most importantly. So um, that kind of leads us into today into today's episode of um, how do we deal with loss and how do we deal with the impermanence of things? Like nothing is permanent. You know, whether we're talking about, you know, life or, um, you know, usually jobs, um, times in our lives, relationships for some of us, um, you know, financial issues for some of us, all those types of things, like things in life are constantly changing. They're constantly changing. They're always um, you know, we're, we're constantly in new seasons in life. And Jess and I kind of joke about this. We say, it's just a season. We're just going through a season right now, you know? And, um, and it's, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's so true. There's different times in life and, and we go through different things at different times. And sometimes things are, um, things are going great. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of happiness. Um, and, and, and sometimes things, uh, can be difficult and we're going through some times that we wish uh, that we didn't have to go through. Um, you know, with that said, some of the things that, um, that I've been experiencing lately and, and trying to work on myself and think about in, in times of joy and in times of, um, you know, um, anger or uh, resentments or, um, or, or sadness or anything right there is how am I relating to those, those certain times? Am I clinging to those times? You know, and I think just as a people, um, you know, and this includes myself and everybody else out there, we cling to things. We cling to things because that's what we know how to do. We've done that since we were we were children, most of us. 
you know, and, and that's, that's the way that we've kind of been brought up is to, is to, uh, to think about things, um, and enjoy them and cling to them. And the, the thing I've been noticing most is that the more I cling to things, the more that I expect things that, that give me pleasure or make me feel happy or make me feel good, the more that I expect that, um, the harder it is when things change and, you know, whether we're talking about, um, certain time in, in having people in our lives and then they pass on, or we're just talking about, um, certain times when maybe the finances were good and we had plenty of money to, you know, go, go on a vacation or we weren't really struggling and now it's a bit difficult or a relationship where we had, everything was clicking really well. And, and now we're feeling a bit disconnected and we don't feel like, um, you know, we're on the same page. You know, those types of, of situations can create, you know, a, a lot of suffering inside. And um, like I said before, I want to reiterate, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm not coming on here preaching and acting like I have the answers. I don't. I'm talking from, you know, even though I'm not specifically <laughs> saying the, the specific situations, I'm really talking from the heart and from experience right now and some of the things that I have experienced and am experiencing right now. So how do I deal with that? You know, those times when things are changing, when, when things are um, not the way that I expect them to be or not the way that I want them to be. And also on top of that, how do I deal with the fact that many of these things will never be the way that they were before? That's a tough pill to swallow. It's not an easy thing to face. It's not an easy thing to, um, to stand up to. And it can create a lot of pain. It can create a lot of hurt, a lot of sorrow, a lot of sadness. Uh, you know, at times, you know, there can be lightness and some joy, you know, because we're, we're con- it's this life is a roller coaster of emotions, you know, day in and day out, you know, but how am I going to deal when, when those times aren't good? You know, even throughout that day, maybe the morning starts off great. And later on in the afternoon, that pain really hits me. How do I deal with that stuff? And I kind of jotted down some of um, the more negative ways that we can deal with stuff. And and like I said before, this stuff comes directly from me, the way that I have dealt with stuff and also from other people who I've talked to on the podcast and in real life and who I've saw dealing with things in life, um, you know, to, uh, to cope with the pain or cope with things that, you know, are causing suffering in their life. Um, the first one, obviously on this list for me is substances. We're on sober guy radio here. Obviously that's going to be the first one for me that pops into my mind, how I've dealt with pain for a long time and, and how many of us deal with pain. You know, that is millions and millions of people out there deal with pain and hurt and this emotion, um, you know, by, by, by substances, by drugs, by alcohol, um, by, by prescription pills, which are also drugs too, but I'm just, you know, kind of, kind of, I kind of lump that together there. Um, there's, there's ways to use those tools because they are tools, whether it's, you know, a bottle of vodka, um, a 12 pack of beer or a bunch of Norco's or Xanax, you know, those are types of ways to escape that pain and to escape that reality. And that's a very uh, easy fix at the time. You know, that is why, that's why I'd, jumped on that 
you know, for so many years because that first effect, I can remember, you know, very clearly that first time I got drunk, I puked all over the place. You know, I had my, my, my buddy, uh, Dan, his cousin Jason in the bathroom, flipping the lights on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off, kind of fucking with me while I was laying in front of the toilet puking, Um, you know, and it it was, you know, that part of it was a miserable experience, but you know what? I drank again within a couple of days and I'll tell you why it wasn't because the pain hurt so bad that I was puking and stuff. It was because the relief that it gave me felt so good. You know, to escape that pain, to escape that emotion, to escape that me that I couldn't face even at the young age of 15. So when we're talking about, you know, dealing with past stuff or dealing with present stuff, you know, substances are a huge tool that we use, you know, to, to deal with some of that stuff. And, and unfortunately over the long term, um, those can really, you know, be, be a real problem for a lot of us. And, and I'll speak for myself, for me. You know, because it started out at 15 as, as you know, a getting getting drunk on the weekends and having some fun. And it turned into, you know, a full-blown addiction, you know, by the time I was in my mid-20s. And uh, my life was on, on a path for destruction. So, you know, m- kind of moving down the list on, on some of the other things, because I know I kind of I kind of went into a little bit more depth, actually, than I had planned on with the substances, but I think that's probably one of the main, one of the main factors in this, in, in, um, you know, in dealing, dealing with some of the hardships of life or just dealing with life in general, you know, and as I kind of go down though, the next one that I kind of jotted down here was denial. I mean, how are we, are, are we in denial of the pain? Are we in denial of the things that have happened to us in the past? Are we in denial of the things that have happened to us, um, you know, recently or in the present moment? Are we able to face those things? And and let's be honest, I don't want to offend anybody out there who's, you know, really going through something right now, like the loss of a loved one or, um, or, you know, the loss of, of, of maybe a career where you're really struggling and fi- trying to figure out how you're going to, um, you know, how you're going to make ends meet or man, if we want to get real, we want to get real, <laughs> I was going to say real deep, but just real in general, you know, how about, um, you know, how about we got it. So I talked to, talked to a guy at the gym today and I, I'm going to start going down this path, but you know, um, and getting off, off topic, I guess is what I'm getting at, but it's really relevant to this. I talked to a guy at the gym today and he goes, man, he goes, we don't know how good we have it. I wake up every day and I think about people coming over here, you know, from other countries who are war torn, who are in, in spots of disease and they, they, they can't even afford to eat, you know? And, and so, I know I'm getting off the denial thing here too, but I just want to mention this real quick and we'll jump right back on that, on that track is that we have it so, so good. You know, a lot of us even go going through some of this, you know, what can, what can be some miserable times, you know, at the end of the day, we're still breathing, even though I know I had plenty of days where I kind of wished I wasn't breathing. And, and, and I want to say that those are normal thoughts. You're not weird because you're having those thoughts. If you're having those thoughts where you might just think, fuck, I'd, just rather die. You know, that's a normal thought to have. And, and, and the important thing is, is that we have an outlet to express that. So, you know, whether it's a family member or a friend or, a, 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 you know, a, a, a podcast, even a forum on a podcast, a group inside Facebook, something where you can talk about that kind of stuff. You know, I just want to be up front and say that, that those are normal thoughts to have and, and you're not weird and it's okay to feel. 
you know, the, the pharmaceutical industry, the drug trade, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the alcohol industry, um, all these things that, that use that they, they kind of prey on, on that kind of, on that kind of stuff in, in order, um, you know, they, they want us to believe that, that we don't, we're not supposed to feel is what I'm getting at here. That goes back to the substances and all that stuff. You know, and and the more that I kind of dig into this stuff and 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 realize a lot of the, um, you know, underlining factors when I was actively drinking and, and using and in denial and uh, going down that path of destruction, you know, so many things come to light, and and that's that's just one of the many, is that you know a lot of us have been almost I, I want to say programmed to to uh, to understand or to believe that we're not supposed to feel. And so it's, it's okay is what I'm saying. And it's okay for me to cry. It's okay for me to feel. And I have a hard time doing that sometimes in all honesty. I feel like I'm a man. I feel like I have a family to support. I, well, I do have a family to support. That's, that's fucking obvious. But, um, you know, I feel that pressure, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And I feel that pressure of things going around me and going on around me, even the fear of loss. How about the fear of loss? I mean, that's a huge one for me. And I'm sure it's a huge one for some of you guys out there listening right now, that fear of what if, what if this, what if that, what if that, what if they say this, what if that happens? What if this per? what if I lose this person? What if I lose this, this, um, this position? You know, what if I, uh, what if I lose my fucking mind? <laughs> How about that one? You know, so, um, you know, all, all of this stuff is, um, you know, is, let me take a breath. It's very heavy. You know, and it's it's very thought provoking. I feel like I hope it is. I hope it's you know you're having some thoughts about this, but it's also normal at the same time, and it's okay. And I wanna I want you out there listening today to say you know what it's okay to have like say that right now to yourself. It's okay to give myself grace, to give myself, um, to allow myself to have these thoughts, to have these feelings. It's okay. I'm gonna feel this today, whether it hurts you know, or, or whether it's pure joy, I'm going to feel it and I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm going to do the same. And, and I thank, you know, I thank you guys for, you know, making up the audience of this podcast and allowing me to get on here because this is my form of communication. It's a component of it. And I appreciate that. Let me continue down the list before I start going too far down a rabbit hole here. And, you know, the next one on here is, um, you know, how, how do I deal with pain? How do we deal with pain? It's anger. You know, we're angry at things. We have, um, you know, animosity. We have resentments. Also, we just have pure fucking anger at times. Why? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? You know, why couldn't I prevent that? Why didn't I do more? Why didn't I do less? I mean, those thoughts can just consume us. You know, they can really consume us and eat away at the soul. And... Um, you know, in, until, until we learn or at least become mindful of that, which is, I feel like, which is kind of where I'm at right now, because I don't, you know, like I continue to say, I don't have it all figured out by any means. I'm continuing to learn though, that I have to be mindful of that anger. I have to be mindful of that denial. I have to be mindful of all of these thoughts that are going through and emotions that are going through my brain, you know, and how am I reacting to that? Am I letting it consume me? Am I flying off the handle because I'm not dealing with a different issue 
you know, that is really affecting me on the inside, whether it be from past or present, you know, and, and that is causing the, the anger, the resentment, you know, those thoughts of shoulda, woulda, coulda, um, you know, that's, that's a tough one. And it's a, oh goodness, excuse me there. I think that's like the second time or the third time in the last like three weeks I've, I've actively burped on the podcast, you know, and I tried to tried to kind of shadow it there off leaning off to the side, but I think the, the talking and the passion and, you know, it, I fucking suck air in and shit as I'm talking about it. So excuse me there. Um, but let's move on to the next one now. These, and, and I just, you know, to kind of bring it back, we're talking about how we deal with some of the pain and these are some of the more negative ones. And then I'm not, I'm not going to, um, you know, to leave it on the negative ones. I have some positive ones and some things that we can do to help curb some of this stuff and, um, and, and to help deal and cope with loss and, and the, the unpermanence of, of life here. So uh, I'm going to get to those in just a second. I just want to finish the, the last couple ones of these up and I'll move through these ones quick here. The next one after anger is to stuff it down. You know, do I, do, do I stuff things down? And I did for a long time. I stuffed them down. I stuffed them down into a tiny, tiny little box down there. And I tried to forget about them. And for a long time and for much of the time I did forget about them, but you know what? They still linger there. They're still in the back of my mind. They're still locked away deep down in this box. And until I work through step work, until I work through a small group, through community, until I get out there and I put myself out there and I start talking about this shit, there's no healing involved until that happens. And, um, you know, I don't know why I just had this thought, but I thought about going back to, to my, my time in the Catholic church and sitting in the confession booth and confessing some of this. And I was really just a kid at this time. And, um, you know, there, there was some, there was some relief there or, or now for me, you know, doing these types of things in, in the company of my, you know, a prayer room or in, in church or, uh, just in, in a small group, um, you know, the, the admittance, is that, is that a good word? Admit admittance. I don't know if that's a, the correct verbiage there, but admitting or admitting, you know, some of the things and talking about some of the hurts, some of the hangups, some of the things that we feel shameful about, guilty about, um, you know, those things that eat us up that we've locked away down there that we've stuffed down for so long. Um, man, there's so much, there's so much freedom in, in releasing that shit. And so I can't stress enough how important it is um, you know, to, to find somewhere that you feel safe to, to talk about that stuff and, and to express it and to get it out there. Uh, it's extremely important, uh, part of the process of healing and dealing with, um, dealing with life in general, not just loss, but just life, just every day, the everyday grind of work, of family, of, of trying to, uh, you know, provide of, of trying to take care of the kids. You know, we have all these different roles that we all do. And, uh, man, it's not easy at times, you know, and, and God didn't design us to live a stressed out fucking life that's full of stress and, and, and go, 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 go and constant just, um, you know, bitterness sometimes and anger. We're not meant to live that life. Life's too fucking short for that shit. Like, I know I'm dropping a couple F-bombs here and I apologize. I've really been trying to do, and I feel like I've been doing a good job of, of letting up on that. And I learned something recently, actually, let me, let me, uh, let me drop this. And I, I read this, um, I'm, I'm reading against the stream by Noah Levine and I've, um, 
you know, one of the greatest things, there's a ton of good stuff in there. So I highly recommend that book. It's really opened my mind up to a lot of the stuff. And actually a lot of the stuff that I'm kind of talking about today, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. None of this stuff has came from me. None of this podcast has came from me. It's been from shit that it's, it's, it's came from, from shit that I've, you know, learned from other people and reading and listening and, and, and trying to, you know, of course I have my own opinions, but you know, 95% of this stuff is, is come down from other people and from, from other people's experiences and how I can relate to that. But, um, you know, that said, I want to, I wanted to mention this, that since I mentioned the cursing thing too, you know, I had read in the book, um, Noah had talked about his, um, you know, his, his cursing in there. And it became very clear to me, you know, it, I think the context that we put it in is very important to look at. Now I'm not saying cursing is right or wrong. I don't really know, to be honest with you. And I'm sure that we can sit and, and, and we can debate and you might have your opinion about it. And I might have my opinion and everybody has an opinion about everything. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't really know. Okay, but the one thing that I do know and that made a lot of sense to me was the context of how we use ver, uh, how we use words and how we use speech. And so whether it's cursing or whether it's something else, um, you know, how are we using those words? And I feel like when I curse, I'm not cursing. I'd be a liar if I said I didn't curse driving down the freeway sometimes when someone has, you know, maybe driving like an asshole. Maybe that's the the curse word I might use. I might call them that. It's not it's not okay all the time. Actually, Jess gets pretty pissed off at me when I uh, occasionally do that. But for the most part, there's passion in the in the in the speech that I use because I'm passionate about what I'm talking about. Okay, and I know this is kind of irrelevant here to <laughs> to to the um, you know to the content here, but I just want to say, I'm, you know what? Actually, I'm going to stop right here. I'm just going to say I'm, I um, you know. I learned something on that. I'm going to say fucking shit as much as I want, as long as it's in the right context. Okay. So let's move on down the list here. And I hope that, uh, hope that rings a little bit of truth right there for you. And I hope you understand. Um, okay. Not talking about it. I feel like I've kind of already touched on that with stuff it down. So I'm going to move right past that. We got, you know, are we just not talking about the situation? We need to talk about it. And then we're acting like it doesn't bother me. That's another big one. You know, we're just, Oh, I'm fine. 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 I'm fucked. How many of us have heard that one? I'm fine. It's not bothering me. Everything's cool. I'm not dealing with it. Stuffing it down. Back to that one. Last on the list of the negative, you know, some of the potentially negative ways we deal with pain and hurt and loss and and fear and all that stuff by staying busy. I'm so busy. I don't have time to think about anything. And, you know, I think that one can kind of border on, you know, positive and negative because I think there's positive, you know, pieces to that. Um, especially in early recovery or in dealing with, with a traumatic situation. You know, sometimes we need to stay busy to keep our mind focused and we need to stay off, off of, you know, that, um, you know, that, that immediate emotion at that time. That's okay. You know, as long as we're dealing with it eventually, as long as we're having some tools and we know that we're going to deal with it, we might need to stay busy, but are we, are we staying busy in a healthy manner? You know, is it, is it through getting some exercise? Is it through, um, you know, I don't know, a number of things, rearranging our furniture. I mean, whatever the hell it is, you know, cleaning out the junk drawer, going on a walk, any types of things that can help, help us in a positive manner, manner, stay busy 
you know, um, is a good thing, but are we doing it so much that we're just staying so busy that we're in complete denial about the, the, the situation, you know, about our, maybe it's our, our, our substance abuse. Are we staying so busy that, you know, we're, we're trying to block out the fact that we're drinking, you know, four five, six, seven days a week, you know what I mean? Or, um, you know, or are we staying so busy by, uh, by, by trying to find a new job, which actually might not be a bad thing that, you know, I'm just trying to give an example here that, you know, we're not dealing with the hurt and the resentment and the pain and the anger, why we lost our last job or something. You know what I'm saying? So there's got to be some balance in there. There has to be some general understanding of that last one. Okay. So let's, let's move into now positive ways that we can deal with suffering, that we can deal with, with pain, that we can deal with loss. Okay. And, um, I know I feel like I spent a little bit too much time on on the negative parts and that just kind of happens sometimes. I don't I don't really take an in-depth note, you know, note taking thing. I don't write any of this stuff out. I just jot down some talking points and go through it. So I think that's really what makes, you know, what makes the the conversation or the show um, you know, live and real on that part. So um, I'm going to try to, my point is I'm going to try to move through this a little bit, a little bit faster here. And we'll, we'll see how the fuck that really goes anyways, but um, positive ways to deal with suffering, to deal with pain. Okay. Number one on here, the first thing I put down was communication, talking about things. How many of us like to communicate about the way we feel? If you're anything like me, there's crickets playing in the background right now because a lot of it, and I've came a long way and talking about stuff, but I still get weird about it. Sometimes I get weird about telling people, you know, and I, it's funny too. It's funny. I say it gets weird about talking about stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm so open on the podcast. You probably find that hard to believe, but in a private setting, in a, in a, in a personal situation, I can get really weird about that stuff. And I kind of equate it to, um, you know, I have, I have friends who are in the music business and, you know, a lot of them say that you put them on a stage in front of thousands of people and they're the most charismatic and open and, you know, hyped up and, um, you know, just, just energetic people and they're talkative and they're, they're juiced up, you know, and you put them in a room with, with a couple of people and they're completely shut down and they're completely recluse. They just want to kind of be, you know, alone and, you know, different, different scenario. I know there's a lot more to that, but I think it's a, a general example of how things can be different sometimes, you know, things are different depending on the circumstances, depending on the, um, you know, the mood that we're, that we're feeling too. And so back to the point of communication, you know, how am I feeling at that time? And one of the biggest things, and then we're going to move on to community here. This is one of the biggest things that comes to mind for me is when I think about communication, when I think about I'm having thoughts or feelings or feeling a certain way, and I don't want to talk about it, I, I, I've learned enough to know that that is the, the exact moment that I should talk about it. And I'm, and I'm telling you this, and I still don't always do it. I don't. And my sponsor, buddy, 
the man out there can vouch for me on this because he tells me all the time, hey, you know, you don't have to just call me on the days we meet, right? <laughs> and I go, man, I know, man, I, I you know, I, I, I kind of, I, I guess I kind of mask it as like, well, you know, I don't want to bug you and whatever. And, and sometimes that is the case, you know, I don't, I don't want to bug him and that's stupid because he always tells me I'm never bugging him and whatever, but it's more or less like I, I lessen things and I make them not as big, not as big of a deal as I think they are or that I feel like they are. And they might not be a big deal, but the important thing is, is that I should be communicating this stuff. So a, a definite positive way to deal is just to talk about it. Just openly talk about it. And you'd be surprised how much um, relief you can get out of that. The next one's community. And uh, being around people, being around, you know, um, a group of people who can support you. Whether it's family, friends, small groups, church, 12-step meetings, um, even even social media groups on like a Facebook group or something. I mean, at least it's not one of my favorites, but it is definitely a tool and it can be used and a lot of people use it you know, to, to stay connected. And it, it's actually a really great resource. And no matter what community it is that you're reaching out to, it's so important. And next to that is not isolating. You know, you, 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 you got to get involved in community and, and, and not allow, um, you know, that, that dark force to come in that wants to separate us, that wants to isolate us, that wants to beat us up and make us question everything, you know, cause it'll do that. It'll come in. And if we're not staying engaged in letting people into our lives and help us out, um, when, when we need, when we need to, to be around them and we need to talk and communicate and be around other people. I mean, that's an important thing. And I want to say too, with respect to that, sometimes it's just fucking difficult. It really is just difficult to, um, you know, if we're really feeling isolated and I, I went through this for a long time, you know, in, in just, I don't want to be around anybody. How do, I mean, how do I get out of that? How do, how do you get out of that? I mean, how do we break free from that? Because that force, you know, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. That force can be so strong sometimes that just wants to pull us back and not want to talk to anybody and not want to be around anybody and just, just be alone. You know, and that, that can be a scary, scary thing. And so, you know, the, the best advice I would give in based on my own experience with that is, is to talk about it and to open up about it. And, you know, back to what I said, when you feel like, you know, that you should talk about something and, you know, you don't want to, you, you, you got to know that that's the best time that you should, and that you should talk about it, even though you don't want to. And same thing goes for being around community. If you don't feel like you want to be around somebody or some, you know, group, um, you know, as long as it's a healthy environment, you should probably get off your ass and, and get into that, into that group setting. And, you know, that I say that again, with respect to anybody who may be grieving or be in, a, in a moment of, um, you know, of, of hurt because sometimes, you know, it takes time, you know, and I want to add that in there too. All of this stuff takes time. This isn't shit that just happens overnight. So, um, I should have probably said that earlier. Like this isn't stuff that just happens. It it takes patience and it takes some work and it takes some time and it can all, it can all come together though. Um, when, when we're staying in that right, that right mindset. Um, 
I got a couple more here and then, uh, and then we're going to wrap this thing up here, but, uh, but God or, or a higher power, something higher than ourselves. Um, you know, and, uh, I want to say, um, you know, Nani in particular was, was, um, you know, a very faithful woman. She had a lot of faith. Um, she knew who God was and, um, and, and that is an important thing to know, like, I'll mention this. I'll mention my sponsor buddy again. And, and he said, I'm sure this didn't come from him, came from somebody else. I don't know who or somewhere else, but you don't have to, um, you don't have to believe in God, but you should know that there is a God and it's not you. (laughs) And, and if we can kind of put that into perspective, you know, it doesn't have to be what you think God is or what you've always perceived God is, or what you've been told God is. We only know what we're told, right? Until we research it and start to, you know, dig into it ourselves. We just got to know that there's something. There's something out there that is bigger than us, that is higher than us, that is more powerful than these little beings that we are on earth. And I can't tell you enough, once I started to go down that hole, that, you know, that path, that um, enlightenment, I guess, not that I'm just some you know, enlightened, you know, person by any means, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, and that's all I can do is keep trying and try to keep learning and stuff. But, you know, once I, once that thought kind of came, came over me and I accepted it, that there is something higher than me, I might not know what it is, but there's something there, you know, man, the pressure and the relief and the pain and the hurt and the why and the how and the, um, you know, the anger, the resentment, all of that stuff began to be lifted from me. You know, a lot of the past stuff. Now, now I'm not saying that I'm not going to ever experience that again. Um, I know that I'm going to actually, and there's some fear involved in there and knowing that I'm going to deal with loss again. It's part of life. I'm going to deal with resentments. I'm going to deal with anger. But the important thing is, is that I have these uh, positive resources and positive thoughts and positive people, you know, um, you know, at, at my, um, you know, or in my, in my community, in my reach to where I, I can, I can combat some of that stuff because it's, um, it sneaks up on you and it's, man, it can, it can destroy people's lives. And, you know, it, it, it almost took me out. That's for damn sure. And, it, and, you know, that's, that's not to say that, uh, if I'm not vigilant moving forward, some of that same shit can't take me out tomorrow, you know, or a year from now or 10 years from now, you know, that that's why they say in prayer meditation, it's a practice, you know, and, and life is a practice. We're never going to have it figured out. I am never going to have this life figured out. Say that. Say that to yourself right now. I am never going to have this life figured out. And then I want you to follow it up with this. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And, you know, that that does something for me, just speaking that out again. It, it just relieves a lot of the stuff that I don't have to know everything. I can be a 36-year-old man who thinks he should know everything. You know, and, and especially in my early 20s, I was a fucking know-it-all. I thought I had everything figured out, you know, but the, the fact of the matter is, is the, the older I get, I think I'm stealing a line from, man, buddy, if you listen to this, man, I think, uh, I, I think that I'm, um, you know, the more we talk, I find myself repeating some of the stuff that you say, but I think he said this, the older I get, the less I know, the older I get, the less I know. 
you know, and, and now just speaking that out loud. And the, the biggest thing to that is I'm okay with that. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to know why. I don't need to know how. I don't need to try to figure that out, even though, man, I'm a knowledge whore sometimes. Like I love trying to dive into new things and read and educate myself. And I want to think I'm so smart about things. And I want to know everything from politics to addiction, to uh, life, to family, how to be a dad, how to be a husband, you know, how to, um, you know, be good at communications, how to be good at podcasting, all this stuff that I think is so, you know, um, so important to me. And a lot of it is important to me and I want to know it all. But at the end of the day, I don't fucking know shit. When it comes down to it, I don't really know anything, you know, and, and, um, I'm all right with that. I'm okay with that. This is the last one here. And, uh, and, and then we're going to wrap this thing up and, uh, man, this has been a good, a good little session and I appreciate everybody tuning in today. I hope something I said, um, you know, has, has, um, has made you think a little bit and maybe, um, maybe made you have a thought that's going to, um, going to, going to change something in your mind or make you question something or make you go look into something more. Um, last, the last one here is actually, there's two of them and I think they're both important. I was going to skip over the, the one of them, but I'm not going to, cause they're both important laughing and, um, and, and remembering good times, you know, um, what a huge thing, smiling, laughing, having fun back to rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn serious. You know, this life doesn't have to be so serious. And I say that once again with respect to serious issues. There's no doubt there's serious issues, okay? But at the end of the day, life is short. And we got to figure out, you know, ways to get through some of these serious issues and the simple ones and the ones that aren't really that serious that we make huge deals. And a good tool for that is laughing, man, smiling, enjoying the day. Living in the moment, you know, living in the moment is, man, that's a daily practice for me. And, uh, I hope it's a daily practice for everyone out there listening right now. You know, that, that, that you're, that you're focusing in on living in the moment, living, you know, one, the old cliche, right? One day at a time. And as cliche as as it is, it's so fucking true. Like you got to live not only one day at a time, but I would even, you know, boil it down to one, one moment at a time. And that for me, the more I practice and the more I learn in this is, um, is a daily thing in the moment, you know, doing that consciously because throughout my day, am I conscious all day long and mindful all day long? Hell no. I'm conscious and mindful, probably a lot less than I'm on autopilot. And I hope to one day get to a point where I can be pretty mindful for most of the day. I'll probably never get there where I'm mindful all the day, but running around on autopilot, you know, letting emotions and, um, all of these things in life that we're, we're, you know, it's inevitable that we have to deal with eat me up inside is no way to live. And I do not want to live like that. And I refuse to live like that, you know, and that's a, that's a decision and a choice that I, that I make, that I consciously make. And that's something that we all have to, um, we have to choose, you know, it's your choice at the end of the day. It's my choice, how I'm going to respond, how I'm going to feel. Nobody can make me feel a certain way. Not one thing can make me feel a certain way. 
um, you know, unless I allow it to. And sometimes we need to allow certain things to make us feel if, if we're talking about circumstances of maybe the loss of a loved one, you know, but at the end of the day, I get to choose. And that's an important part of this. And last but not least, exercise. You know, these are positive ways to deal with um, with hurt, with hangups, with suffering, with pain, with loss. You know, exercise. Get your ass out there and get on a walk. Get on a run. Get on a treadmill. Take a swim. Um, you know, go to the park. You know, just get out in nature. Um, man, that's just so huge. And and I've I've really been lacking at that. Uh, other than, you know, we took a, a great backpacking trip in February, which was huge. But, you know, me taking a backpacking trip once every three or six months just isn't enough. And thankfully, in the last two weeks, especially since we got away and went down to San Diego, man, I've really been able to get out outside and um, and 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 start to feel again, you know, instead of being um so in that pocket of being cooped up and with work and all that stuff. And man, it's difficult sometimes, man. It's a, it's, it's a season. We're just going through a season right now. It's just one of those seasons. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a season, man. And, um, you know, it's the ups and downs and we got to flex with it. We got to roll with it. Damn. I can't believe we're already at about 50 minutes right here. It's crazy to me. I planned on talking for about 20 minutes today and you know, you just, you just kind of get going and get passionate about something and, and the power of prayer and the power of um, of connecting to something higher than ourselves, man, I just can't say enough how powerful it really is when we let go. You know, when we let go, good things happen. And so I just, just want to encourage you all out there, you know, if you're going through something rough right now, you're going to get through it. You know, it might seem like it hurts really bad right now and that, um, you know, that, that there's maybe no end in sight whether it's addiction or, you know, whether it's the loss of somebody or whether it's, um, you know, anger, whether it's just, just something that's real shitty right now, you know, you're going to get through it. I promise you that you just got to hold on. You got to do the right things and you got to surround yourself, um, you know, with, with the good things in life that, that are going to build you up and not tear you down. And you got to be active in it. You got to go out and get it. Man, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, for more information, to check out any of the past episodes, um, like I said, we had 10 of them we just put out last week. Um, they're all posted up on www.thatsoberguy.com. You can go there. You can um, support us there. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can donate to the show. You can contact us. I love you guys. I appreciate everybody supporting this. Uh, much love to the Matthews family, the Panagetti family, the Dean family. Um, please forgive me if I if I missed anybody in the family. You all know who you are, and uh, I love all of you. And um, I just hope that um, I hope that everybody uh, feels light and feels free today, because um, you know at the end of the day, that's what it's about is uh, is is not taking things too serious, even in serious situations. And uh, God wants us to be free and he wants us to be able to live um, a life with peace and with joy. Even through the tough times, it's possible. Peace, love, respect, keep your blood clean.